Welcome, welcome to this weekend's edition of the Daily Devos. We're going to talk to RJ Lowe, Richard Lowe Jr., and he's a really good guy. You're going to really enjoy it. He does say that his favorite color is yellow, but he said in retrospect that was just what came to his mind first. He wants the record to show his actual favorite color is red. But I hope you join, enjoy this interview, and we'll connect in a minute. Awesome. So don't even worry about it. It's not even here. It's right there. It's <laughs> good. All right, RJ Lowe. All right, Richard Jesse Harden. Richard Lowe Jr. Yes. Are you a junior or a third? I'm a junior. You're a junior? Yes. Are you going to make a third someday? I have no idea. <laughs> if you make a third, fine. <laughs> you named? Will you go with, if you have a son uh, one day, will you, do you think you'll carry on the, the third? I have no idea. I never thought of that, actually. Oh, man. That's a good question. I'm going to start thinking about it. Right. We'll see. <laughs> we'll All see right. what the wife says. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like the way you're thinking. Keep things in order there. All right, man. Speed round. All right, real quick. Just first thing that comes to your mind, just to warm you up to the conversation. What's your favorite color? Yellow. Yellow. What is your favorite food? Lasagna. Lasagna. What is your favorite Marvel character? Mm. Captain America. Nice. What do you like about Captain America? His shield. I'm just kidding. His shield? Not his awesome uh, looks? I would say, yeah. <laughs> the, the character uh, in the movies, at least. Yeah. I really like him. Uh, Chris Evans. He's really yeah. cool. So. Yeah. He's a pretty cool guy. Cool. Um, what are you reading right now? Uh, Darkest Minds. Ah. Interesting. All right, bro. Would you, um, just for people, I think you're, no, you're, you're new to our community. Not new to the neighborhood. You've grown up here, right? Right. For the most part. Mm. But uh, new to our community, new creation. Um, and your brother to Mariah, right? Yes. Mariah's yeah. my sister. Mariah is one of your sisters. So would you just give us like maybe a quick summary of your life up to this point? <laughs> just like a quick, like, <laughs> who are you? Where, you know, maybe some highlights. Okay. Gotcha. So uh, we moved here from Old Rancho. Uh, in 2005, okay. Year 2005. Uh, in 2007, I believe my parents had gotten divorced. Okay. Um, and with that, my mother had taken care of her five kids. Uh, I'm the only boy. It's four sisters, and you know, within you know the span of those those years, uh, 2008 to 2016, it was just you know, my mom trying to do things on her own. Uh, we went, moved to a couple places throughout Albuquerque. Um, in 2016, my dad, uh, after going through the stuff that he was going through, he decided to go back, come back into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being there, uh, we were really blessed by that. But sadly, he had passed away about a year after he came back into mm-hmm. our lives. 2016, 2017 was where he was really there for all of us. And mm. uh, passed in, it was either April or May. For some reason, yeah. I don't know the date. Been yeah. really bad with dates. 
And then a year after that, uh, my mom had passed away as well. Mm. She died from breast cancer. Mm. And so I guess that could kind of sum things up uh, with my family over those two years from 2018 to, or, yeah, 2018 to now. Uh, I had taken care of my sisters for a good uh, sum of two years, mm-hmm. and uh, that went really well. <laughs> and that, I guess that's, that's that's where we're at. <laughs> nice, nice man. Thank you. That's a great summary. Wasn't um, quick. Forgive me on that. <laughs> that was quick. That was really quick. You just went from 2005 to 2020 in like one and a half minutes. That was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, so did you know, did your dad know he was sick when he came back, um, or was it just very sudden? Or? It was sudden. Okay. Yes, so my dad, we, we, he, he pretty much passed from a heart attack. Okay, oh so wow. So we weren't prepared for that. Yeah, so it was really sudden. Wow. Right. And then was your mom sick while your dad was still alive, or was did she find out she was sick after he passed? She got sick after he passed. Okay. Um, and... The way things progressed was pretty much within a sum of like three months. Yeah. Uh, so she found out she had cancer, and you know we knew that for about eight months or so. But you know it didn't really catch on until about the last three months. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's tough. Wow. And so then you um, took custody of your siblings. Yes, that's right. In 2018, and kind of held down the fort for those couple years. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And now, where we're at, uh, I'm my sister who's a year younger than me, her name's Aaliyah. Uh, she's taking care of the two younger ones for the time being while I'm figuring stuff out. Yeah. So. And Mariah is living in an apartment up the road, right? Yes, that's right. Awesome. That's good, man. Um, yeah. Would you say you were, it might be too soon, too fresh, but like, what did you learn about yourself um, during those two years? Care, you know. What I've learned is that I had really sucked at reaching out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I would say I'm, I'm better, but I could be, uh, you know, I'm definitely a lot better than I was at reaching out when I need help mm-hmm. or, or calling, to, calling on a friend or... Uh, just yeah, asking for help when I need it. Uh, I've gotten better at that. I still do much better, honestly. But it's uh, one thing I learned. Um, the other thing is that it's kind of similar, but uh, I've worked in this mindset like I've got to do this on my own, mm-hmm. right? Uh, everyone else is saying, "Hey, RJ, you're doing such a great job," uh, and. The problem there was that I was putting up this thought in my mind that I have to have everything all together on my own, mm. when that wasn't the case at all. And people who were there who wanted to help really did want to help. And so it's allowing myself to say, hey, I don't need to follow this expectation or this expectation that isn't actually there, right? Right, right. Um, these people can, you know, I can reach out and actually receive that help. I can, mm lay that down yeah wow I feel like it's probably a pretty common human thing to resist asking for help when you need it like some people are like way overboard to ask for help when they don't need it but a lot of people like feel like 
yeah, they got to do it on their own and they resist asking for help. Like, what do you, what do you think that is about us? Like what, what's at play there? I don't know. I, I guess we, we, we want to look like we have everything all together, mm-hmm. right? We want to say, yeah, I did this. It's all on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am the guy, right? Mm-hmm. When in reality, you know, Jesus is taken out of that picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he's taken out of the picture, we think it's all about us. It's all about me and I can do this on my own and I deserve this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that can really mix things up, I think. Yeah, that's good. Wow, well, yeah, that's a good. When Jesus is taken out of the picture, it's like, who else is there except for right? Me, right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me. One of the th- phrases we played with in our communities. You know, we have open doors. We want to be a people of open doors, open tables, and open hands. And that idea of open-handedness is not only open-handed to give but open-handed to receive and we afraid from one another, you know, that we need one another. And we played with this phrase that we're moving from independence to interdependence, mm-hmm. like and not, not codependence, right? But interdependence where it's okay to need one another. In fact, that's how God has made us, right? And so to be a people of open hands is to be ready to give, but also ready to receive from one another, like that we're together, we're interdependent. So mm. it just reminds me of that. And yeah, and that's what we're working towards, isn't it? I feel like that's what I'm hearing in your story a little right, bit. Right. Yeah. It's also now I'm at a place where, you know, I don't want to accept too much help where mm. I'm able to do things, not just on my own, but like you said, that, that is it interdependence, right? Right. Um, to where, we're both lifting each other up in some right. degree, right? Right. Um, that's been really hard too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Well, I, I was curious, just shifting gears a little bit here. Um, you've grown up in our uh, our lovely neighborhood, mm-hmm. and you've experienced different things. Um, wondering, maybe a two part two part question here. One is like, what would you say are some of the big changes that you've noticed? As I know you've mentioned, as we've taken walks and prayer walk and things in the neighborhood, you've mentioned several times you've noticed changes from when you lived here. Um, and then along with that, like, is there a story uh, that comes to mind? Like when you think about living, growing up here as a kid, um, is there a story that comes to mind that kind of, yeah, just when you think of that story, it just reminds you of. If you think about the international district and growing up here, that story kind of comes to mind. Yeah. Is there anything like that? Um, nothing in particular, but this is what I will say. Uh, while living here, before I moved up to the west side for a couple of years, I had some friends in the neighborhood and who had noticed and felt that there's a sense of community here. Mm. And I felt the same thing. Mm. Um, when I left and moved over to the west side, I didn't feel that. Uh, and those exact friends had said the same thing. If I moved anywhere else in Albuquerque, that feeling wasn't really there. Hmm. You know, I didn't feel connected as much as I used to be, or, uh, you know, I don't feel as close to these people as I once did. And so that right there, I think, has been very consistent 
in the international district. Um, it's home, right? And so with that being the case, there, there, there's, I really have felt like there's a lot of things that have changed for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, well, there's your church. <laughs> that's our cheating, church, right? Our yes, church. <laughs> our church. I'd say that's cheating, but, uh, you know, there, there's the tiny homes right across the street. Yeah. You know, I, I see a lot of people reaching out and wanting to help mm-hmm. one another. For example, there's this woman that I met the other day and she asked me if I wanted some CDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that'd be a good example. Uh, people are wanting to reach out and be a part of it. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I've seen a lot more of those things uh, than I did in the past. So the community is growing closer, I think. Uh, That doesn't mean there's nothing going on in the community that's negative or that people, you know, uh, are dealing with stuff because there is a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But to see that there's more connectedness within the community Mm -hmm. and, and seeing more people wanting to reach out and have closer relationships is really cool to me. That is cool, man. Yeah, that reminds me. I mean, it goes back to that interdependence thing, the open-handedness. Like, that's something that we, uh, that God has been cultivating here already, you know? That when you say a random woman walking on the street offers you CDs, she wasn't trying to sell them, sell them to you, right? No. That's what I, the first thing I asked when he <laughs> told me that. I was like, was she trying to get money? No, she's just giving them and some good stuff. Johnny Cash? Right. Like that. And to be willing to receive. I think that's another thing we have to be better at. I really think it's beautiful that you receive those CDs. Mm. You probably didn't necessarily I, need them or whatever. Right. But to receive uh, a, something that someone's giving open-handedly is so important to center dependence and mm. building that. Right. And, and people's willingness to be generous. Um, reminds me of a story real quick, but just another example. Like I know there's this guy named Jesse who um, uh, is experiencing homelessness. And I haven't seen him for a long time, but maybe three years ago, two years ago, he, he always, the way he makes his living is uh, taking apart old TVs and old electronics and stripping all the metal out and um, recycling it. And so it was Halloween and we were trying to, like, you know, we were outside um, handing out candy and stuff and he pushes his cart by and um, we talk to him for a little bit. We give him some candy and he push, starts walking past and uh, he stops and I noticed him fidgeting around in his cart and digging through, and he comes back with the lens in the TV. The, the, it's like this little cool curved piece of glass that I guess projects the image. That's cool. And it's really pretty and beautiful. And he's like, here, I want you, and she, he gave it to my daughter. Yeah. And, and it was a beautiful moment. Again, like the generosity, the connectedness, the give and receive. Um, peace that I think we do see in our neighborhood that gets overlooked, you know? Right. If we don't dwell here, live here. Right. Experience right. it. Awesome, man. I know. This is, sorry. That's a, this is your interview, not mine, but. No, that, I really like that story. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good one, man. Yeah. There's all kinds of examples like that um, that, I, uh, that I see um, in us, in our, in our neighborhood, in our neighbors. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure uh, if COVID wasn't happening, we'd probably see a lot more of that, yes. of course, um, yeah. which is a good thought. I think uh, if we're able to continue to be intentional about dwelling here in a place mm-hmm. with people, right? Yes. Uh, 
Dude, I think that... Let the listener understand that was a sermon plug. (laughs) (laughs) He was listening. Right. (laughs) Yeah, if we're able to dwell and be here with people, I feel like there's a lot of transformation that can happen. Mm. You know, um, and sometimes we can can forget that. Mm -hmm. And so if we hold on to that thought and continue to uh, reach out and also ask God to guide us, I feel like we can dwell here a lot more. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yes, and was we, yeah. Transformation. It's good, man. Someone once said, "Where God dwells, God heals. <laughs> God restores." I wonder if you said that. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it, it's good. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, maybe could I um, wrap up? We've talked about a little bit of what you've learned in the past. You know, a couple years with your sisters, learning to reach out a little bit more. Uh, that independence is not all it's cracked up to be. What would you say right now, like you're learning about yourself or God, like if you're willing to share? I've struggled to be consistent. Mm. And, uh, I think the reason being is because I allow so much junk into my life, right? Mm. Uh, and it becomes about those things. It becomes about the junk to where it just becomes distracting. I'd say like the main thing that I'm focused or that I'm learning now and wanting to focus on more is staying consistent with my relationship with God, staying focused on the foundation, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the simple things that really carry me on and actually allow a chance for for my relationship with God to get better, my relationship with people to get better. So staying consistent at the core, uh, the basics. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What I'm learning, learning how to do that. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, let me just say, like I've told you before, but I, as I've gotten to know you, I mean, I learn a lot from you, just like your, your, your spirit of, I think you're always in a posture of learning, you're like always trying to learn, and you're always trying to like uh, get information that, um, yeah, allows you to be um, a stronger person, but I know your, your motivation is very consistently, almost sometimes too much, like, how can I love other people? Like, how can I do this to love others? And that's a beautiful thing. And to see God's, I see the spirit at work in you and in that heart. So, yeah. And I, I guess we should mention that you and I are um, workout partners as well, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> we are. So, uh, we're Had buff. a good gain today. <laughs> Getting the gains. Right. So, all right, brother. Any parting words uh, for our community? Anything you would want to encourage us in? I'd say something that I really loved that my dad used to tell me mm. was just make two to three people smile a day. Mm. You know, I really love that thought. It feels good when when you smile, right? It feels good when uh, you know if someone makes your day when you're feeling down, and you never know the people you come across. Uh, with they might be feeling down Mm -hmm. so make two to three people smile that sounds good that's beautiful and then is there one uh, area where you would just want your community to pray for you I would say I'm going to be be raw Uh, emotional stability yeah you know that's something I've been struggling with for a while yeah Uh, I want to be there present for people Mm -hmm. and I I want to be consistent right yeah 
struggling with emotional stuff, you know, going up and down, uh, makes it really hard to do that, to yeah. be consistent, to yeah. show up, to dwell, yeah. uh, be present. So yeah. if you can pray for that. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thanks for asking that. And we will, we'll pray for that. All right, brother. Thanks. Of course. Thank you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, RJ Lowe, wonderful guy. Hope you get to know him and dwell with him in this place. Remember, we are in the midst of this journey to discern how we dwell in this place as people, with one another, as neighbors. And so this week, make sure you jump into that self-reflection, your relationship to pennies, your relationship to money, and so that we can begin discerning uh, how money functions in our neighborhood and how Jesus is inviting this social dynamic to be healed and restored in his kingdom come in the International District as it is in heaven. Excited about this series. Just encourage you to spend some time discerning prayerfully uh, this week's questions in preparation for your church. Talk to you soon. Bye.